Hey, hey, thanks for joining me again. If you like what you hear, go to dmajor7s.com and you can hop on my mailing list and you can reach out to me on social media at dmajor7s. Okay, let's get into it. Track five, Say When Reprise, a tribute to D'Angelo. This song developed out of jamming out an intro to the song Say When, which is track three on the lookout. We used to play it live, transitioning from this one into the slower song. I took the groove from an interlude that soul singer D'Angelo played at a live gig in Stockholm from the year 2000. I think the album is now on streaming platforms, but at the time it was only on SoundCloud and someone had recorded the gig, bootlegged it, I think, and uploaded it. I remember I used to listen to it regularly and then one day the file was suddenly taken down. It was a sad day. So yeah, that groove happens in between two of his songs and the band only play it for about 20 seconds. We took that idea and played it at our gigs as an intro to Say When, and I never intended to record it for this album. I never actually intended to record it at all because it was an adaptation of someone else's groove. And I tried to contact D'Angelo to ask him whether it was his composition or not, but um, more on that later. How the session came about was a stroke of fortune, really. I was contacted by a student who was studying in Pulse College um, doing a sound engineering course. Austin Pillay, lovely guy. Austin and his fellow students were using Windmill Lane, uh, which is one of the best recording studios in Ireland. The plan was that they needed a band to come in and you know, act as guinea pigs, basically. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good deal for both parties. We get to record in a top studio with no cost, and they can practice recording a full band. I remember they were only able to use the studio after hours, so it was an overnight session, which meant some of the major sevens couldn't make it. So I asked a few other players I knew to come in. This session was Graham Heaney on bass, Johnny Taylor on keys, and I asked Rob Kennedy to fill in on drums. And guitarist Jake Curran came in the next day on his own to do his parts. The plan was to put down three original songs. Um, the funny thing is that in the end, we didn't use any of those three songs for the look at because they didn't quite fit the vibe. And the only reason we did this tune was because the band were so tight, we were ahead of schedule and there was still time to record one more. So we did the Say When reprise. And I think I taught Rob the tune in the studio. I know Rob through a mutual friend, bass player Chris Byrne, and I, we had some really fun gigs together doing obscure funk covers. Jake was another great player I knew from doing covers gigs. I always uh, loved his tone and his playing style. And I'm not surprised he's touring these days with some pretty big names. My name's Jake Kern, and um, I'm a guitar player from Dublin. Mostly play with, with Niall Horan lately anyway, but do, do a lot of freelance stuff and session stuff for different people. And I played guitar on one track on this album, Say When Reprise. So I met Danny, I think about six or seven years ago, we did this gig called the R&B Club. It was in the Button Factory 
so I suppose yeah we mostly played mostly played cover gigs together but yeah so I went in one day into Windmill and there was four tunes that Danny had done with Graham Heaney Rob Kennedy and Johnny Taylor and they had done them the day before and I went in the next day I don't know why I wasn't I didn't go in the day they were there maybe there was just some a scheduling thing or something but yeah I went into Windmill Lane and there was a lot of students that were they were engineering the session and I just remember that they had six or seven mics on this amp it was like a cheap little Bugera amp that was there I just went in with a guitar and a couple of pedals they had a lot of mics on the amp which I thought was kind of crazy but I suppose they were just experimenting and learning you know about the different mics that the studio had to had to offer so yeah I went in plugged in and um came up with parts for for the tunes um yeah one of them being say when reprise which was the only one that made the album but yeah came up with I can't remember if I came up with the parts on the spot or I probably I definitely would have done some homework the day before but knowing me back then especially uh, I probably was was winging it a little bit yes inspiration wise there's definitely like the, there's a, there's a constant kind of prince or like you know David Williams kind of guitar you know, kind of funk guitar stuff that's sort of always kind of always in my playing um, that I, I felt sort of suited this track Then there's all the lead stuff, which is kind of Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of type things. I was using my trusty red strat, which I'm holding right now to use up to do all those parts. It was it was kind of the perfect it's kind of the perfect guitar for a lot of stuff I end up doing just because I know it better than better than anything any other guitars. Oh yeah, I was also around that time. I think I was like twenty-one. I discovered all these gospel guitar players. It was completely new to me. Uh, a lot of guys just, you know, kind of in Middle America playing and playing in church. Remember, there was one guy called Justin Gray who I was really into. So I was starting to learn these new chord voicings and these just new little kind of harmonic things that that these guys were doing, which I later kind of discovered was, you know, it's all so much of it was rooted in jazz obviously but soul and and the neo soul thing and they kind of didn't go hand in hand but they were quite related um but i unlike probably everyone in the band in this album i knew nothing about any of that stuff at that point i was really uh i kind of had a completely different upbringing musically so that was kind of the first time getting into any of that stuff so but yeah so i probably went in the session and thought i was like really cool starting to learn all that stuff and you know (laughs) true way too much stuff at the wall trying to get every like typical gospel or neo soul cliche in the world out on the track i definitely i remember even thinking that at the time but i still still did it anyway <laughs> um but yeah there's that there's that triplet thing in uh at one of the the ends of the it's at an end of one of the verses i think rob just did this hi-hat thing on the kit and I just played something to go along with it. Now like my kind of thought process towards that is like sometimes sometimes it's cool if someone's got a fail or something it's sometimes it's cool to hit it with them and then sometimes it's just not and it's it's completely naff like so 
yeah, sometimes it's nice to just let someone do their thing and breed and not be, you know, all over it. But I suppose uh, I didn't do that this time <laughs> and I joined them. I think it kind of worked. Kind of just adds a little bit of variation to the end of the verses. Remember, Danny just sort of let me do my own thing because he was he was working that day and he wasn't able to make it over. So yeah, kind of had free reign, and I'm glad I'm glad it worked out and that one of the tracks made it on the album because it's a it's a really really cool album and the band are all really good. I love uh, good things interlude, the vocal all the vocal stacks and the harmonies through that are are like really really lush and really nice. And Little Rose is a really cool tune as well. The harmony. The groove is great, but then the, the harmony that um that Paddy is playing playing on the guitar is just is lovely. I just I had to take the guitar out and learn that one. But yeah, so thanks Danny for having having me on the album. It was uh it was a pleasure. And I hope we get to do something again soon. And maybe we get to gig it at some point or play together. I don't remember exactly when I put the chorus in there. I was listening to a lot of Irish group Republic of Loose at the time. They're such an underrated band and really pioneered funk and soul music on the Irish scene when no one else was doing it. In some of their tracks, they have this sing-along chorus kind of thing with no lyrics. And it always sounds like a party. I'm thinking about tracks like You Know It. Steady song. So when I came up with that riff for the chorus, I just didn't put lyrics to it because it didn't need any. The band played it all in unison. I love the percussion on this track. It's actually beat programming overdubbed by Dennis Cassidy. He's got claps, clicks, all sorts of sounds in there. It really brings the song to life. What he used was the Boss Dior 202, uh, which is called Dr. Groove, which I love. It's a sweet little machine, which I think is no longer in production. And I wanted some brass to make the choruses really chunky. So we got Mason McMillan on sax and Bill Blackmore on trumpet. And I asked them to double the riff, but an octave apart, just to beef up the overall sound of the chorus.
I remember we were in Studio One in, in Windmill Lane and there was a baby grand piano there. Johnny was kind of eyeing it up throughout the session and after we'd put all the tracks down, when I thought we were finished, basically he sat down and started playing. He ended up overdubbing piano on every track. <laughs> it's low in the mix because there's a lot going on, but if you listen closely, there are some lovely piano things happening. There's that Lauren Hill doo-wop staccato part in the choruses, followed by those uh, quick arpeggios. Lyrically, the song follows the same themes as Say When, but whereas Say When is more romantic, the reprise takes it to a more literal, uh, intimate place. The control, the power, it's still in the hands of, of my partner, but instead of me making a suggestion, it's more like, you know, I'm laying down a challenge. I'm going to go on and 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 on the things that I want to do to you. I won't stop till you say when. After taking the final decision to put this tune on, on the lookout, I desperately tried to contact D'Angelo. I got in touch with his record label, but since they've only represented him since 2012, I think they couldn't help me. And that label that put out the live album doesn't seem to exist anymore, if it ever did. I even contacted members of his band. His backing singer, Jermaine Holmes, got back to me and he tried to help me out, uh, but couldn't in the end. And I contacted some fan clubs online too, but he's just impossible to reach. Uh, no one had a direct line. So in the end, what I did was just to name the track as a tribute to him. I'm an independent artist with no label backing, so I'm not expecting huge sales anyway, but I'm more than happy to list him as a co-writer, um, if that is his tune. To be honest, I, I still don't know. I know he likes to use obscure soul and funk songs as live transitions between songs. If D'Angelo ever hears this, I want him to know that he's pretty much inspired me more than any other living artist. And it's not an exaggeration to say he's changed my life. Those months learning his endless harmonies on the Voodoo album taught me so much. Myself and some friends, including several major sevens, ended up doing the full Voodoo album live a couple of times. And they were some of the happiest gigs I've ever been a part of. I've been lucky enough to catch two live D'Angelo performances in London, and they were transformative experiences for me. With this song, I was looking to emulate something like the gospel workouts he does live, with the loose but funky rhythm section and the call and response vocals. This song is so much fun to play live, and I hope we manage to recreate that vibe on the record. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you next time for some good things. This is Say When Reprise, a tribute to D'Angelo by Danny G and the Major Sevens. Yeah, I'm gonna take my time to I won't stop till you say
you.